Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, uh, your host, Jackson Stone, obviously. Um, and today, my guest is very special, uh, former roommate of mine, current friend, uh, and uh, in my opinion, one of the best independent professional wrestlers, uh, at least in the United States, maybe the whole world, who knows? Maybe that's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, um, but uh, I'm sure a lot of my listeners or viewers know him. His name, name is uh, Wheeler Yuda. Hey, dude. Hello, what's up? Nothing, man. How are you? Tell me how you're doing. Doing good, man. I like that you got the chain out. Like, it looks like you just hit a three-run homer. And you just popped it out. Oh, dude, sick, right? Recording. Wasn't it tucked in before you started recording? I, yeah, I think I popped it out before, I, before I hit record. Yeah. Have you ever seen... Okay, so this is unrelated to how I'm doing. But have you ever seen the uh, Domingo Ayala Baseball Academy videos on YouTube? Yeah, he's the most incredible person of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's immediately what I thought about. <laughs> His video on how to... How to Hit a home run, but not actually had to hit a home run. It's had to run the bases after you hit a home run. That's actually <laughs> so. It's actually so important to know how to run the bases <laughs> after you hit a home run. Right, but he's like, but the last step is make sure that you, or not the last step. The last step is give thanks to God after you hit home plate. Uh, second to last step is uh, pop the chain out if you round first base so it can flop around when you run. <laughs> For sure, dude. For sure. I actually, I actually never played baseball with a chain in because it's very uncomfortable to actually have the yeah. chain that constantly hit you in the face. Um, but uh, my favorite is when like Bryce Harper like hits a like a routine a routine stand up double, but like halfway between first base and second base, he'll just like flip his helmet off. So it's like oh, yeah. his hair his hair can flow in the wind. I'm like, dude, that's a routine stand-up double, but I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, when you get 330 million over 13 years, you can do whatever you want on a routine double, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, that's your Phillies, bro. Yeah, dude, he, he needs posters. That's what he did. They play the Nationals tonight. I don't know if it's real opening day. I don't think it is. I think it's like they get like three spring training games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think opening day is like July 23rd or 24th. Okay, because I, I tried to watch, like, the inter-squad games. The Phillies are just, like, streaming them on YouTube. I think most teams are. And it was just, like, this is weird. Like, they had, like, yesterday they had Ruben Amaro Jr. on commentary. So they had the, the GM just talking about <laughs> COVID and the Phillies. And I was like, this is strange. I can't watch this. <laughs> Turned it off. It's like, watching, it's like watching wrestling with no fans, man. It's really hard. Yeah. They're, every once in a while, like, especially, like, with now they have, like, the, the guys, like, make, guys and girls making noise outside the ring. Like, I, it, gets, it gets me a little more. And there's some matches that it's like, okay, I can, I can deal with this. But yeah. it's the crowd, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's just different. Like, when, uh, I mean, I'll get hyped for a match regardless. Like, when Keith Lee won the championship, I was pumped. I didn't even, I was like, oh, this is sick, whatever. I don't care if there's no fans or not. But baseball with no fans is just – I mean, sports in general with no fans is really weird, you know? Because, like – because basically now no one has home field advantage wherever you go. Like, especially in baseball because they're still traveling a little bit. Like, no one has home field advantage. And that kind of takes away some of the atmosphere of the game, obviously, when there's no fans. So it's a, it's a different vibe. But I think it's also cool because everyone's 
the same environment. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think that the lack of travel does kind of help, like, at, at home. Like, you don't have to travel as much. But I guess everything's pretty close by. Like, the divisions are going to play against, like, AL East and NL East play against each other. So, like, you don't have to go far ever. So it's probably not yeah. that big. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, yeah. I was listening to someone talk about, uh, like, I can't remember what, it was like a golf channel analyst was getting interviewed and they were like, how is it doing golf with no fans? And he's like, yeah, it's super weird. I'm like, how is that weird? Like, like <laughs> they have to be quiet the whole time <laughs> until they hit the ball and then they can clap. Like, like this. That? Yeah. And you can't even like, if you yell, like you're an asshole. Like there's always one guy that's like, yeah, Tiger. And uh, everyone looks at him weird. Yeah. No, I don't see that being that different. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, and and tennis too. Like you can't really make noise in tennis until like the server the the volley has ended. So I feel like that's not a that's not a, that bad of a vibe. But you just like just in general, you get more excited when people are watching you. So I understand in that regard. So that golf or tennis, like there are people there and they care about your performance and they want to see some cool shit. That's why they're there. So that I mean, just in that level i guess it, it is a bit weird but the other sports is i think it's even more difficult yeah, yeah. but like just talking about like wrestling and stuff how has it been for you being in texas where it's like you can wrestle like you've been wrestling like every weekend right Yeah. <laughs> Yay, you're back. What happened? Mad I, I, mad technical difficulties here. Yeah, I don't know. How are we gonna how are we gonna do that? How are we gonna we put it out? Well like, what's gonna happen is when I put this episode out, it's not gonna change at all. And I'm just gonna leave that error in there. How long was it? That was a while. That was only and like a minute. Like, that was only like one minute. <laughs> you're just gonna leave it in? Yeah. That's cool. People are like, oh, I respect that vibe. You know, he's hustling. <laughs> your video editor, he can't cut that for us? No, he will. He will. Ben will cut it for sure. Thanks, Ben. But anyways, what were you saying? Uh, at what point did I cut out? Uh, we were talking about golf and tennis. Okay. Well, I was trying to transition it to wrestling because I was like... Perfect. So, like, golf and tennis, right? We're like... Um, so you do like golf and tennis stuff. It's like they're quiet until after the play or the shot or whatever, it is, right? Mm -hmm. So in like wrestling, it's very different because you need like that crowd, that energy. I was gonna ask you how has it been wrestling during this because I haven't had a match yet. I mine my first one's coming up, but you've been wrestling pretty much every week for a while, right? Yeah. So I mean. Because in Texas, we opened up pretty early. Obviously, that was the wrong decision, considering cases have spiked now. But um, I had like four weeks in a row of matches. Um, and then basically, I, I wrestled in front of about 50 fans for like four straight weeks. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, which was, I mean, 50 fans, I wrestled in front of way less 
not during a global pandemic, so the 50 fans sure. wasn't really an issue. Um, like spaced out? Like, yeah, they were spaced out. Like, we were at, like, 25% capacity and then 50% capacity. Um, but they were excited to watch wrestling, so they were pretty they were pretty loud and pumped. So it seemed like a lot more than that because um, they had been missing wrestling just as long as we had. Um, and then on, like, my fifth week in a row of wrestling, I got nailed in the head, with a ch- in the back of the head with a chair and split my head open. Um, so I took, like, two weeks off from wrestling. Um, and then I just had a match maybe – two weeks ago uh, against this guy named Chandler Hopkins, who's pretty good. Um, and, and then after that, uh, everything got shut down again. Oh, so you guys are shut down again. But then tonight I have a, a wrestling match, but it's in front of no fans. So tonight will be the first time I wrestle in front of nobody. I'm just going to stream it for uh, like uh, streaming sales or whatever they're doing. I don't know. So I think tonight will be a bit odd. Uh, to wrestle in front of zero people um, right. just to try to get hyped but you know whatever it's still a real match and I'll I'll make some money off of it so it'll be worthwhile I think yeah yeah that's true yeah I'm uh, because they they rolled everything out a lot slower around here like um, gyms in Philadelphia aren't opening till well actually it's going to be Monday now. It was supposed to be. So today's Saturday recording. By the way. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be this coming Monday, which is 20th. 20th, yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be August 1st is what they were going to do because it had been like, all right, we'll do it on June 1st. All right, we'll do it on July 1st. All right, we'll do it on August 1st. Like they kept pushing it back. Um, but they finally were like, all right, we're going to do it. But I guess they're going to have... Um, Dave McCall of the rest told me that they're going to have like inspectors do like spot checks on gym. Oh, really? Yeah. So like if they come in and like people aren't adhering to the mask thing or they're not adhering to like the six feet, they're not wiping their stuff down. Then they're just going to shut down like gyms on an individual basis. If they're not following it. I don't know if it's like, we'll shut it down for the day and then you can reopen tomorrow and do better. Like, I don't, I don't know how that goes. And I, I haven't read anything about it. It's just he told me. But um, as for right now, I've been, like, working out in, like, the suburbs and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to start doing wrestling again. And, and, like, you can't do it in can't do it in Philly because there's no mass gathering for 50 or more until February. So we've got Beyond Wrestling going to be in Atlantic City, and it's, like, all outdoors. Everyone's spaced out. It's going to be super weird. But I think it'll be really cool because I do think, like you said, the fans that are there are going to be super excited to be there. Like, they get to see wrestling again. So. For sure. And I'm curious to see how it's going to go. Um, yeah, so Beyond announced their show, which is awesome. Uh, it's, it's the same weekend as the GCW stuff, right? Yeah, it's going to be, like, in conjunction with it. So okay, uh, awesome. Saturday night, GCW, uh, Sunday afternoon, Beyond, and then Sunday night, GCW. Which I think is great because I think a lot of times, because um, I think they're assuming people are going to like stay in the hotels in Atlantic yeah, City, right? And, and like a lot of times, I think Beyond gets like they sell tickets to the show in like whenever they like pair GCW in Jersey, like they sell pretty good tickets, but sometimes the attendance suffers because people are just like, oh, I'll get there in the middle of the show so that I don't have to watch wrestling this whole day. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And but I think that this will be very different because one, it's like stacked to the middle, and then also I think people are just going to be super excited to see pro wrestling again. I think there's going to be a lot of like it'll be a lot easier to get that that crowd for that show. Yeah. That's why they haven't done Jersey in a while. So a couple things I want to talk about among those shows is who you're wrestling. Um, and the shows are when? The show is on the 26th, July 26th and 27th, right? Hey, bud. <laughs> is this my internet being terrible? Uh, I don't know. Probably. It doesn't really matter whose internet is terrible. It's still just being terrible overall. <laughs> Who cares? Doesn't matter. We're, we're rolling with the punches, man. That's what we do here. We just, we're rolling with the punches. It's all good. Um, so the shows are on what? July 26th and 27th? Uh, I think 25th and 26th. I think that's 25th and 26th. Okay. And you're wrestling... Uh, who are you wrestling? I'm wrestling Lee Moriarty. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah I, knew, sure I, I knew that. He's a stud. He's getting a lot of good buzz lately. Yeah, he's awesome. He, like, uh, he's in Pittsburgh. So it's kind of a weird, like, there's a great scene in Pittsburgh, but it's like you got to either drive to the East Coast or you got to drive out to the Midwest to get, like, um, other than outside, like, Obviously, Pittsburgh itself is a good team, but like you have to drive to get other places. So I think that he was kind of like doing his thing in Pittsburgh, doing great, and then got into AIW and started doing some great stuff with uh, Alex Shelley. Uh, yeah, had like a really fun matches. I think that's like his breakout. And then he just did GCW in last month, I guess, against Trey Lamar, which was also a pretty highly touted match. So yeah, it's, yes. Uh, I'm excited to wrestle him. I think we do a lot of like very similar style of the wrestling. We have a lot of the same philosophies on it. So I know that anytime we, we actually teamed once at a black label. Uh, oh, really? I know that like, yeah, our team was rush hour. He named it. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so rush hour implodes. Uh, Man, <laughs> only after, days. only after one match. Jeez. Yeah. There were like four movies. Yeah. Time. What are you guys uh, doing? You could have rode that out a little longer. Oh, we definitely could have. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that it'll be a really fun match. I think it'll open a lot of eyes, and I'm really excited. So. Yeah, I watched his. Uh, I watched one of his matches against Alex Shelley, which was sick. Yeah. So yeah. Was there one on YouTube? Um, yeah, AIW released one for free on YouTube. Yeah, that's their first one too. So they got even better. Like that was. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, but yeah, you guys definitely have similar styles, so I think that'll be dope. Mm -hmm. uh, one quick note is that before we started recording, um, good old Utes asked me if he should, if he's allowed to drink water before we start recording. No, I didn't say am I allowed to. I said should I take a swig now or just do it during the during the call? Do do it during the whole time. You got to stay hydrated. Both. I did both. Yeah, look, I bought this last night after training. It's almost almost gone. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, 
Another big thing from that weekend from GCW is they announced that ACH is going to return or debut. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's ever wrestled for GCW before, but um, he's coming back. Which, uh, as someone who's from Texas, is uh, super fucking fired up to see. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously one of the best wrestlers in the world. That's just like pretty clear. Um, and I'm glad to see him because uh, I know he loves wrestling, and I'm 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 glad to see him back doing it. And I'm super pumped that GCW is giving him that opportunity. Yeah, like the most the most time I really got to spend with him was uh, in MLW. Yeah, uh, and just, like being able to just like watch it, like he's so good, <laughs> it's so incredible, and like I think people knew he was amazing, but he still never really got like. I think all the all the praise he deserves. Like he's so phenomenal on so many levels, like so many different facets of the game. So I'm super excited to go watch him and be able to see him again. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's incredible, man. And he's wrestling Trey Lamar, which is another big test for that for that young man. Yeah. Yeah, Trey's like Trey's another dude that's like starting to come up and really make make name for himself, like uh, another AIW student. So yeah. yeah, really excited to uh See, see that match and then i don't know who he's going to be wrestling on the uh the show the next day but i hope it's jo- i hope it's jordan oliver that would be awesome yeah i'd love to see him wrestle yeah match. i didn't even think about that that's a great that's like a perfect match yeah that's awesome i really hope so i mean i think i hope beyond does the other match that i commented on on the uh on the tweet because they obviously went with me you versus lee which i obviously suggested clearly Yep, it definitely wasn't booked like two weeks before. Um, For sure. Yeah, I know, I know. And then and then Christian Casanova versus Jordan Oliver is like money in the bank. Just, you know, it's right there. It's right in front of you. Um, well, they actually announced what the match will be today for Jordan Oliver. Oh, yeah? When was that? This morning. But it is not against Christian Casanova. It Damn. is uh, Injustice. Uh, okay. So it's uh, Myron and uh, Jordan against Bear Country. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, completely different kind of match. Yeah, but dude. Also, I'm like, whoa, I'm excited for that. That could be really cool for sure. Yeah. Like, that, like I said, totally different match. Yeah. But I like the way that I was saying, like, me and Lee have very similar styles, and I think that we're going to be able to put something special together because of it. I think that they have such opposite styles that they'll be able to put something special together because of that. Like For you, sure. some of the playoffs, so it's yeah. sick. So cool. Um, and so this episode will probably will most likely drop after these shows. So if you're if you're watching this right now and you're a fan of independent professional wrestling, you should go to IWTV and watch all the shows right now. Do it. Promo code Big Utes. Jerry gives me a dollar. Um, Promo code Big Utes. <clears throat> D-I-G-Y-O-O-T-S. He gives me more than a dollar. Um, I know Jerry gives me a dollar. Good. Thanks, Jerry. We love you. Um, so let's talk about you for a second, old youths. Sure. So the pandemic hit, coronavirus hit, and you left Philadelphia, and you went to your parents' house in South Carolina, right? Yeah. It was just kind of the, the right decision for me because – I lost all wrestling work here. Right. And then lost, uh, like, my other job. 
uh, was, I was furloughed, so I'm back at it now. But it was like, there wasn't really much reason for me to stay up here. So it was like, why not go home, hang out, visit my parents? I thought it would be like a couple weeks. Turned out I was home for like two months. <laughs> so it was nice, but it was definitely, definitely unexpected how long I'd be here. I was like, oh, yeah, this thing's not as, like, I knew it was a big deal. But I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go home. We'll all shut it down for a couple weeks. And then, like, I'll come back to work. And it wound up being, like, two months. But yeah, it was great. How was that? That was good for you, right? Good for your, your mental state, you know, all that stuff? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the best place for me to be during all that. Like, it really sucked to have. Um, but I actually, like, was taking time off right before it anyway. I, much like you, got whacked in the head. Uh, so I was, like, going to take a couple weeks off anyway. Um so my last match, I think, was March 8th. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, I think it was good for me to kind of be around, like, a support system while I was processing all of this, like, what is the new normal? What is going on? Like, what are we going to, what's wrestling going to look like going forward? What is life going to look like going forward? Like, kind of reassessing, what do I want to do? Do I need to change course as to where I'm going? Like, what I'm doing going forward? Uh, so it was nice to have like that whole support system. And then also um, my sister graduated medical school around that time. So uh, she was there, right? Snaps for Yuko. Uh, so she was there and I got to hang out with her, my brother-in-law, and then my nephew. So I don't get to see him very much. So it was nice to, nice to hang out with him and be a part of his early life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's good stuff. That's the... The small nuggets of of positivity that can come out of uh, COVID nineteen, I think, with all the bad stuff that surrounded it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad you got to be able to do that. But also, while you were home, you uh, started doing these like weird drum things that we have to talk about. My steel drum. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. So. And the, this shit went viral, bro. This is getting like 40K views on Twitter, like on a consistent basis. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that impressive. Um, and now it's weird because like I have, like I'm looking at, I have two drums. I'm, I have one here. I'm like looking at it. Um, but it's like I have, I live in a room in a house with other people that aren't my mom. So they don't, like my mom was like, yeah, play all the time. So it was great. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, because I used to have to, like, close my door so I wouldn't, like, bother anyone, like, when sure. I was practicing, like, as a kid. And my mom, while I was home this time, would, like, come in and, like, open the door so that she could hear it <laughs> in the living room and stuff. She was like, oh, I missed it. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, I was home. I had this drum. I used to play it all the time. I would play it for, like, weddings and parties and stuff in high school. Was, like, that was my job. So I would do all that stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll just play it and put it on Twitter. And then it went well and people were like wait what <laughs> so then i just put up videos every day while i was home um, until i ran out of music and then it became like every week because i had to learn a new song but yeah, yeah. the one up. you uh the one you did dressed up as dan Housen was hilarious <laughs> yeah so i <laughs> that's part that's part about that <laughs> was um so like obviously it was playing tequila but I had to like walk around my house to find like paint to put on my face. Cause at this point, like party stores were closed cause it's non-essential retail. Right. Like, All right. What do I have? 
and I found this like acrylic paint that I remember I was like about to use it and I looked at sparkly fabric paint and I was like, oh no, this is gonna hurt too much. Because like acrylic paint sucks on skin. Like if you ever put it on your face, it's not fun. I I have for various pro wrestling reasons. But sure. I guess I like had this paint on. But then I was like about to do it. I was about to put this paint on and then I like looked in one other room in like a closet and I found a bag of face paint from when I was like fake great Buddha at CWF Mid Atlantic. I was like perfect. So I used the rest of that. Wait, 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 wait. Don't don't floss over what you just said right before no, that. No, I, I'm sure I feel like we're gonna get back to it. But um, yeah. So that's what I was doing. Is I was like I went to go get I got this face paint, put it on, uh, played the song and that was it. So yeah. Do you want to get to more steel drumming or fake great Muda? Uh, both for sure. Both for sure. Both. Uh, okay. Fake great Muda is pretty easy. I can throw it in there if you want right now. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. I'm I'm on a I'm on a wave right now. I can't. I don't want to let it go. What was your What was the What was your favorite song that you played? Um, oh, man, that's tough. I don't know. I've had fun doing like the costumes and stuff. Like, yeah, it was like because I had all these songs already, right? All these songs I already knew, and I was like, "What can I pair them with, like costume or set wise?" So, like at one point, I did like uh, Beetlejuice. Like I played uh, the song from the end of it. It's called "Jump in the Line." So, like I played that, and I had nothing. So I just like messed around on my dad's like Mac, and like. I didn't have a real green screen, so I just stood against like a blank wall and tried to green screen myself into it. It came out horribly, but I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, <laughs> but like, so that was fun. And then I really liked Under the Sea because I had uh, my sister's snorkeling gear from like a trip she went on in college. And I just put that on and a lifeguard shirt that was also my sister's from when she was a lifeguard. And my mom, made, so you can't even see it, but my mom made me wear the fins because she was the cameraman. And she was like, you should put on the fins. She's so right, though. Even though you can't see it, you can feel that. You can feel that energy. You went full throttle. You can see by the weird way that I'm walking that I probably have on fins. But I could have just done that with no fins and not almost knocked over the drums no. <laughs> getting in position. I'm with your mom on that. She's, she's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So do you do you think people liked the video so much because they were surprised that someone like you would do them or they were surprised that you knew that skill or both? I I think probably a bit of both. I think they were just like, it's so out of left field that they're just like scrolling, looking at pro wrestling and they're like, oh, that was a cool move. Oh, that was a cool move. Oh, that guy's a shitty person now. Okay. But, but like, looking through, like, wrestling, so they're like, wait, is that Wheeler Yuta playing a steel drop? Like, that's, like, just such a different lane than everything else going on that I think everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Like, because we lived together for a year, which was amazing, in Philly. And I never knew. I never knew that you played the steel drums. But I knew that you had like this mad cool personality and uh, <laughs> and that you had some interests that were like that were that most people wouldn't like know about you if they just like looked at you on like Twitter or as like the pro wrestler that you are. So when I saw these videos, I was like, oh, I'm not really surprised. This is hilarious. This is like right up his alley. 
you know? Right. It, yeah. It's just the weird, right. Super weird, right? It's yeah. Like, super like, weird, but also super like, cool. And like, I'm glad that people can see that. They're like, oh, you just fucking cool. And he's like a dope wrestler. <laughs> oh, sweet. We like, you know, we stay in Wheeler, Utah. Yeah, man. I was just like, I don't know. Let's get back into it. See what I can do. Had some yeah. like classical music that I played for like weddings and shit. That was, that was fun to play again. Like without the pressure of like a bride being like staring you down, hoping you don't mess up. That's that's the most nervous I've ever been. Is the first that's wedding so, I played. That's so intense. Dude, and then like on the part where you like leave, um, like so imagine the so I play a lead pan on steel. So imagine like in a regular band, I'm like the singer. That's what I'm playing. But I have to have the rest of the band, but I can't do all that. So I have like a sequence is what they call it. It's like you it's like background music basically and I play over top of it, right? Yeah. Um so like a lot of my videos I would just record like two tracks. Like I would play instead of like if I didn't have a sequence already made, I would just like play it and then I'd hit pause and then I'd record over it again. But for this one I had like a sequence all set up. I was supposed to play under the sea as this lady left for her, her wedding. Like happily married couple. I done I done well so far. And then I'm like they're like they gave me the cue as to what it was when they're gonna leave. And for some reason I had like turned off the amp. So I'm hitting play on the sequence and it won't work and I couldn't figure out why. So then I'm like, it was only like five seconds and there's like a five second delay. And then I finally was like, oh crap, that thing's off. Turned it back on, hit play, start playing under the sea. And she like looked at me and like smiled and gave me a thumbs up. Cause I think she was like, yep. I mean, he is a 17 year old. So doing his best, his first wedding. <laughs> so she knew, but she was just like, <laughs> but I was like so terrified that I would mess it up. I was like, horrified and then i played for like three hours at the reception it was a long day yeah before the dj started oh my god first off yeah the pressure of that i feel like is like a lot <laughs> for like a uh, like a kid like this woman is nervous now <laughs> like this woman is like or man and man the woman and man it's supposed to be like the happiest day of their life they're about to get married and you're like in control of like this all this music what <laughs> no way yeah i'm like why did part of me was like why did you hire me i was in high school yes like i went to high school yesterday like that's what <laughs> i was doing on friday and then on saturday i'm playing your wedding i'm like i'm like why are you hiring me for this but i did okay but you crushed it i got more weddings. i guess i got more wedding and you got more wedding gigs yeah it's like five i think but you play for three straight hours? I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, that's the longest gig I've ever done is three hours. Um, I usually would do one to two if it was a party. Weddings were actually, in terms of like duration, the easiest. Because it was usually I would play the ceremony. Um, then I, So I'd have to play like 15 to 30 minutes before um, the ceremony. Then I would play the ceremony. And then I would play the cocktail hour usually and then the dj would take over for the reception this was the only time where i had to play like the reception mm. but i made it very clear before like i'm not a dj i'm not gonna like introduce the first dance i'm not gonna do it like none of that's happening so when your dj gets here he can do that but i will fill the time 
So for some reason, it was like they got married in the afternoon and yeah. like went all night. So like the DJ got there at like six. The ceremony was at like three. So ceremony took 30 minutes. So I probably played two and a half hours, not counting the ceremony. Because the ceremony, you only have to play like three songs, right? Mm, yeah. So it's a lot of sitting around waiting and then you just can't mess up your thing <laughs> when it comes by. But yeah, so that was that was a good time. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Are you gonna hire a steel drummer when you get married now? Probably not. <laughs> I think you should hire a sixteen year old boy from your same high school to play the steel drums. <laughs> And Dr. Peterman, I don't know if he's still teaching people. He, was, he moved, my, my field teacher. He retired from teaching at school and moved to uh, Florida. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got some students down there. Or maybe I'll just hire him. So, you should for sure do that. That would be so cute. Yeah, right? He, uh, so he plays left. It was always impressive to me that he taught me how to play right-handed, but he plays left-handed because uh, he tore his labrum in like his senior year of high school wrestling. I think it was label. No, he tore his rotator cuff. That's what it was. Mm. So like his right arm is like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it hurts him really bad to play that side. Yeah. Like all, all the stuff is to my right. Like most of the notes I have to play. And then yeah. every once in a while. For him, all of his stuff, he has his hand is set up backwards. So all he, like everything on the left here. And then he occasionally had to go to the right. So when he would like teach me songs, he would like be in like pain, like trying to play the thing from his like rotator cuff injury. But I always thought it was funny that like wrestling somehow interlinked, even if it wasn't. Always, wrestling. always wrestling connecting you. Yeah. So now that you've like conquered the steel drum stuff, when are you gonna get? When is Wheeler you to be gonna become the rapper that he wants to become? Oh, dude, I don't know. When I when I eventually just get bored enough. Like, I don't know, when when the case of Spike and we shut down again and I have to <laughs> oh, start rapping. I don't know. I want to have, like, one song. I want to have a single on Max Caster's album. I will probably never happen because I asked him and he said, can you rap? I just, I just want one verse. He's like, can you rap? And I said, I don't think so. And he's like, then no. I was like, but what if I got good at it? <laughs> So he was, so we settled on I could like make a noise that he would sample in. Like we settled on like I could go like yeah, and then he'd like add it into the song. Oh, dude, you should have just told him that you could rap and then to see how it goes. Yeah, I should just lie to him and then he could like yeah, this shit trash. Like yeah, you're right. It's uh, actually it's actually pretty cool how many uh, pro wrestlers that we know are like really dope artists. Right, have some sort of like here as I turn his hat around so you can get the Jackson film logo on. Yeah, that's right. Um, like Myron Reed just dropped an album. That that was really cool. Yeah. I, listened to, I listened to that whole thing on Spotify, which was like wild. I was like getting goosebumps. Right. I was like getting goosebumps a bit because I was like, yeah, I know this man. He slept in our apartment. We, we've hung out. He's so cool. Uh, he, huh? He left like his W-2 on our kitchen table. Did he? Do you remember that? From, yeah, he left like very important tax documents with his social on them in our house. And I texted him and I was like, Hey man, you need this? And then he didn't respond. And then next time I saw him, we just didn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> like we texted 
It's like we've texted back and forth since. Never brought up this W two. Was it our? <laughs> I guess he didn't need it. I don't know. I never. I, I never. Know. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, I eventually just threw it away because I was like, "Do I mail this to him?" I don't know, but he just left like important documents in our in our living room or no, our kitchen. Yeah, I was like this is weird. But yeah, like that was a weird change. But yeah, there's so many like super talented wrestlers. Like Kevin Bennett's great. Around yeah, too. yeah. Max Caster, obviously, he got mad flow. South Friday. Check yeah. Out. That's really cool that he does that every Friday. Yeah. I think well, other speed artists. Yeah. Um, isn't um, I mean those are rappers, but I know there's um, what's his name? Um, he's an ROH. He's big. He's got a lot of tattoos. Um, he's from California. Brody King. Yeah, yeah. He's in a band. I mean, I don't know if that's the same idea, but. Yeah. No, it I definitely don't... is. Okay. Super I don't know. I don't know why he popped in my head, but I feel like he's a really cool guy. I, I have never had a conversation with him, but. He's awesome. Brody rules. Yeah, but he's super talented. Andy from Butchering the Blade. Oh yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah, he's obviously. Right? Yeah, he he's a superstar for sure. Before he pro wrestled, yeah, and now on television wrestling, wild, wild time. What a perfect segue into one of our favorite wrestlers and one of your close friends, big old Orange Cassidy. Yeah, OC. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Did okay. you did you honestly for real? expect this kind of thing to happen to Orange when he got signed by AEW? Did, it, did you expect him to basically be one of, if not the most over professional wrestler on the planet? <laughs> um, yes and no. So I, I knew, obviously, by the time he got signed, he was already doing, like, he had really figured it out, like, on the independent. He knew exactly how to do it in, like, a serious way, but also a not serious way. Like, he knew, like, when to turn it on, when to turn it off, like, how to be Orange Cassidy. But he already knew that, and he was already having main event level matches. He'd been having them for years anyway. So, like, at this point, it was like, okay, he knows how to – he's finally figured out how this presentation of himself is, like – he's at his final form, right? Like this For sure. And obviously, no one's at their final form. But I'm like, this is that like TV ready? Here you go, go be a star. Like he was at that point. But then, like, just knowing how pro wrestling is, I was like, I'm worried people aren't going to get it at first. Like that was, I was kind of worried. Like, I know that AEW is like a different, different animal, different beast. So hopefully, they'll all get it. But I was like, I don't know. You never know because there's always the detractors for. No, we were doing so well. Boo. <laughs> oh, man. It like 30 good minutes. Utes, come back. Please. We're talking about Orange Cassidy. It's been so nice. Come back. Please. Yuda. Yuda. All right, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. 
with the with the probably the choppiest episode of all time, but we're just gonna we're rolling with it. Who cares? Um, I mean, we can always re-record. We're friends. It's fine. Yeah, we 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 can. Yeah, we can do this anytime. Even though we scheduled this like four times, and this like the first time that we've actually sat down to do it. Yeah, because we just like vaguely said dates, and then no one texted or called either one of us. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, neither of us texted or called each other. <laughs> we've we've committed to it today, though. Even though the uh, connection is absolute crap. Clearly, my internet has committed to it. Whatever, you're frozen, but I can still hear you, so we'll work with it. Yeah, you froze for a second there, but now we're back. Um. Okay. So the question I asked you was: Are you surprised at all by how over Orange Cassidy has become, basically, since joining AEW? Like. You knew he was going to be a big deal because he was a big deal on the indies and he was getting, he was figuring it out. But did you think his level of success and popularity was going to reach the heights that it's reached? I didn't think it was going to get quite as far at first, not because he wasn't uh, capable of it, but because I didn't think that it would resonate as much, especially with like, Traditionally, people in charge of wrestling companies would not have been on the Orange Cassidy main event bandwagon. Right. But I think that once, like, as it went on, like his time in AEW, just hearing the crowd, I think that everyone was like, "Oh, I, I get it." And I think AEW, it just in itself, is a different beast than like what wrestling's been in the past. So I think that they probably knew before, even before I did that, like, no, this is gonna work. Like, I, I believed in him he's my friend obviously and a mentor and like but i was just hoping that the right people also believed in him and then would give him that shot but once i saw like oh he's gonna get that shot like he's gonna get these singles matches then i was like yeah of course he's gonna be the biggest thing like how would he not like he's amazing but uh but yeah like once i saw like okay he's gonna get that opportunity then i knew it was gonna happen and watching him like wrestle chris jericho or even before that, like watching him put Chris Jericho through a table was just so mind blowing to me. Because <laughs> like up to that point, like, everyone he had wrestled, like obviously he'd done like the little kicks to like Billy Gunn and Tommy Dreamer and stuff. So like his only singles match was with Pac, who was a guy that had like grown up on the independent, not grown up in well Jericho did too, but like years ago. So like. A guy that wasn't like, I think he would be more receptive to it because I think he knew him before he went to WWE and stuff. But then to see like Jericho, who uh, didn't know him until AEW and kind of got to see it and then became a believer in like in the time that he was on TV, watching them have like that long main event singles match was like the coolest thing ever. It was so cool. It was amazing. I haven't watched the match yet, but just. Orange Cassidy in general is amazing, and we hung out with him a few times when we lived together, which was really cool. Um, but you're super close with him, which is awesome. Yeah, I like. Uh, we had that month where we were trying to like move in in May, and we couldn't move in until June. Yeah. Like, I was like, hey man, can I like crash on your couch for a night? And he's like, sure. And then I just stayed for a month, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course, why not? <laughs> like. It was the coolest thing ever. Like him and Chuck Taylor are just like howling. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking of other people that you're friends with, it was cool that uh, Drew Gulak put our our match from Beyond on his uh, on his Twitch channel. Yeah, he, he does uh, his like coaches course, what he calls it. Yeah, he, it was like, super cool. Watching wrestling, yeah, breaks it down. So yeah, he like obviously he met you a few times. He likes you um, and like trained me. So it's uh, he always like puts people that he likes and supports on that. So it's really cool. Like last night was. Uh, of like a complete different end of the spectrum. Instead of like one of the students, it was like one of his mentors. So he like put up a bunch of ruckus matches. And, like that was super cool <laughs> to like watch him break down ruckus matches, just doing the coolest moves ever in 2002 CZW. So yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean that match happened in in September. Our match will be like it'll have been two years ago now, 2018. Yeah, that's wild, right? That was like before I got chubby and then got not chubby that was like leading up to it <laughs> i mean that was when i had long hair also yeah right that's always jarring to see you with long whenever i see like old <laughs> it's 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 even more jarring to see like when you have the, the blonde in it oh but, god uh, oh jeez yeah yeah it was, it was not a good look man but yeah, we, you I, also, know, I also bleached my hair at one point, so I can't. We all we all make decisions as young pro wrestlers, you know. Right. I I just remember the day you were like, uh, "Hey, man, uh, I really need you to come with me to this haircut." And I was like, "Why?" And you're like, "For support and because I need you to film it for Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to go in and film this lady cutting your hair. And she was super nice, but also like, what? Why is he here to film this? And you're like, oh, it's for my Twitter. <laughs> and then I think you explained wrestling to her. But yeah, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> you're like, hey, man, I need you to come to this haircut. Why? I'm just going to film it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I need you. But it's funny because you also got a haircut at the same time. Oh, yeah, I did. And, and, no and you, were like, you were, like, filming me, like, getting my massive hair chopped off while also, like, getting your fresh cut done. So it was, it was a good experience. Right. I, mine was a much, much lower maintenance. Just yeah. Just because I had stuff there. But, you know. Yeah. Speaking of hair, you have a mad, mad beard going on right now, guy. Yeah, I just uh, haven't shaved. I don't know. I have like a beard trimmer. I've been recently trimming it. Yeah. It's not a it's not a good beard trimmer. I like got it from Ollie's. It's like an old spice beard trimmer, which I they didn't even make in America. Like it's all metric on the side. No. Oh. <laughs> well, I I don't know. Do they do that for like the guard normally on like trimmers and stuff? Clippers? I don't know. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, these are all metrics, so I think they're from Canada. But. Are you uh, are you going to call Alexander James and ask him for some tips on how to paint your beard before your match of Beyond? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, so little known fact about Alexander James is he has a very thin beard, much like myself. So he puts eyeshadow, or eyeliner, I don't know which one. Eyeliner. I don't know exactly what he does, but he figures it out. Yeah, he like, he like colors in his beard before the show, and I'm like, maybe I need to do that, because... It's okay, like around here, and it's a, hopefully this connection's bad enough that it, it looks kind of full. But like on the sides here, it's always like real crappy. Just thin. I'm a child. But yeah, you're still not. you're still a young man. 
Yeah, I'm still growing. The uh, the goatee portion of your beard looks really good, though. Yeah, that, my dad's like, you should just have that. Like, yeah, he's know. right. I don't know if I can commit to just a goatee. What it, what's probably going to happen is I'll have it like this for the match, and then I'll shave it into the goatee, and then I'll hate it, and then I'll just shave my face. I mean, you you also look very nice. You also look very nice, clean shaven too. So, oh, thank you. But now I'm definitely. I want to keep it for a little bit. You should let it. Just let it ride out. See what happens. Right. Um, how's Tank? How's your girlfriend? She good? Oh, she's good. Yeah, she is uh, on the post grad job hunt currently. So, it it kind of sucks because there's been a few times where it's like. She would have had the job, but there's a pandemic, so there's like a hiring freeze. Or like, there's like there was one where like they called her and they were like, "Yeah, like we got you on file, and we, it probably would have been you, but uh, they told us after she'd already done the interview, they were like they told us that we we can't hire for this position anymore because of the pandemic, so, you know, all that stuff. But find something. She's a a very smart and qualified young lady. So if if you need a math major. Hit me up. I got you. I got someone with a math degree. She's delightful. I will vouch for her on a personal level. Same. Hard hit, same. Hit me up. Right? She's great. She's the best. Yeah. She's doing good. Uh, she made me go on a run with her recently. She didn't good. Me. And I went. And it was good cardio. She was like, wow, you got better at this. Thank you. I haven't run since the last time we ran together. <laughs> but, uh. Or I, I, I've run like a mile or two, but this is like a long run. Like, yeah, but I haven't done this in forever. So, yeah, she's the best. She's motivated. Yeah. She do good. Stuff. Yeah, she's always been in good shape, obviously. Yeah. Three sport <clears throat> athlete in college. That's not, not easy. No, she was on the worst college basketball team I've ever seen. But <laughs> she was still on it, though. <laughs> she was on it. She scored crushed it um, college athlete and that's right play. official yep. official as fuck does she keep her eligibility if she only played basketball one year uh that's something i do not know the answer to yeah does she <laughs> i don't know uh she uh she eventually got like a random dm on like instagram they were like we saw that you play college basketball would you like to come play in our league in turkey i think <laughs> and she was like wait what <laughs> obviously she didn't respond because she didn't want to play turkish basketball but i thought that was <laughs> she's that's amazing she's getting wow for one season of Grimmar. amazing um are you uh have you done that uh that burpee treadmill workout we used to do uh in preparation for your match or what? Um I've been doing a lot of burpees. I haven't done that one in a minute. Um but I so I found this other uh like burpee circuit that I was doing that you should do. It sucks, but it's good for you. It's like twelve burpees, uh, but they're like different you do a different variation uh, okay. on the minute uh, for 10 minutes. So like if you get them done in 20 seconds, you got 40 seconds of rest. If you get them done, like whatever it is. So 
it starts with like regular burpees without the push up. Then it's like uh, a burpee, burpee, then like your legs go out, back in before you go up. Then it's like burpee with a push up. Then it's a burpee where you jump into a squat, then Ooh. jump back, then go up. Uh, there's like some one legged ones. There's somewhere it's like um, mountain climbers in there. It's, like, it's a lot of good stuff. So I've been doing that one. Um, I'll send it to you. But yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Burpees. Lots of burpees. Good. They you do box jump burpees. Those stuff. I hate Those it. are hard. Those those get me. Those get me no matter how good a shape I'm in. Yeah. That's what I did today. I did, um, instead of doing like the burpee circuit, I just did it with box jump burpees. So I just did like, um, I, I didn't want to do 12 to 10 minutes. So I just did like, uh, put the box up a little higher and I did like, I think it's like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So that was, that's uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, but now you're, now you're ready to go. Now you're ready for this return to wrestling, dude. Yes, I am fired up. I was so happy when I went to training last night and got blown up, but not right away. <laughs> like it took, it was like the end of the blow up drill. I was like, okay, here we go. Now I'm feeling not like immediately like, oh no, I can't wrestle. Um, yeah, good. Perfect. Um, all right. I've got one more thing to ask you and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Oh, sure thing. Um, uh, I mean, so basically a lot has happened to indie wrestling during the, during COVID-19. Um, I mean, it's a lot of stuff has gone on for indie wrestling, you know? Uh, you know, shows being canceled, obviously, the speaking out movement, very important stuff. Um, a lot of these kinds of things. Um, do you have uh, uh, um, thoughts on, you know, where indie wrestling will go from here? What the current climate is? Like, what do you, what do you just, your take on the future for indie wrestling? So I think it's going to have to be like two kind of separate answers. Like okay. Speaking out and then pandemic. Okay. I think. Pandemic, just like the pandemic stuff, I think it's going to be weird for a while. Like, until there's some sort of way that fans can go to, like, just people can go out and feel comfortable again. Because at this point, it's going to be, even with, like, social distancing practices, there's there's a portion of fans that don't want to go to wrestling because it's just, like, you don't feel comfortable. And I totally understand not wanting to go to any mass gathering, not wanting to do any of that stuff. I completely understand it. For um, sure. But, like, I think that it'll – we'll have to, like, adapt and change the way that we, we do things. Like, for the performers in the ring, there's just an inherent risk. Like, you, you can't really avoid it. Like, there's going to be a risk. But I think that making it for as safe as possible for the performers, but then more importantly, I think, because we kind of all have an like, agreement. Like, like all right, we're going to do this, but we're going to be smart about it. We're going to watch out where we're going before, like, we're going to do the, everything that we can to make sure that we're like, if we're feeling at all sick at all ill, like not going to do it. Um, I know that there's like various protocols that DCW and beyond have put in place. And like, there's as much social distancing as possible. Um, but I think like, we're going to have to adapt how our shows are and like how it, how it feels like. Um, I always bring up beyond cause it's like one of the promotions that I work the most and like everyone just up on the ring, like, even more so than in a regular like 
wrestling environment where even in just a regular wrestling environment, everyone's sitting near each other together. It's a big crowd. So we're going to have to adapt how we do it. I think though that we'll be able to adapt to it because it's who knows how things are going to shake out. But I think that all we can do is kind of roll with the punches. And if there's any form of entertainment and live show that knows how to do that, it's pro wrestling. We've been rolling with the punches for years. So um, that is one thing. But then, like, in terms of the speaking out movement, like, um, first off, like, the amount of courage that it takes for these people to speak out is, like, insurmountable. Like, it's something that really needs to be, like, applauded and commended because it's not easy when you see these people, like, especially, like, people that are in power or higher than you in the wrestling hierarchy that we have for some reason. Like, when you see these people that... You, you feel like they're untouchable and you feel like it'll hurt you to speak out in like a professional sense, not to mention the incredible personal trauma that it takes like to deal with all that. That's very, very difficult to do. Um, but I think that being able to um, have this kind of accountability and get you know, people that, that we don't want around, like this is our community, right? Like this is who we have in our, our little society, our little circle. So if there's bad people in it, we don't we don't want them. We don't want them in it. <laughs> like we we do say like obviously obviously like we want wrestling to be for everyone. Um, but if you're one of these people that are inhibiting it for other for other folks, then you should you shouldn't be in the circle. Like if you're making it hard, you're making it abusive, you're making it traumatic for these people. Shouldn't be in the in the uh, industry. So I think that. In doing that, hopefully, not only just like this mass kind of purge thing that happened, like I hope that it goes beyond that to where we set things that prevent it from happening again, prevent people from continuing to take advantage of others. Uh, I know that a lot of the kids that have come out of, uh, I think kids at my age, some of them are older, uh, but a lot of the people that have come out of uh, Jakara, like, have been really trying to think like, all right, what can we do to make sure that like going forward, everyone feels safe, fans, wrestlers, students. And I think that that's something that's very important because that's, that's always something that wrestling has kind of lacked. Like we've had this bubble of these are, these are our, like, this is our group and we're going to protect them at any cost. And that, well, we're going to make it really hard to get into the group, but once you're in it, we're going to protect everyone at all, like even if you're a bad person, I'm gonna like kind of sweep that under the rug so that you stay like you can make me money and then you also stay in the, the community because this lesser person we don't really need them as much as we need you and that shouldn't happen. So making like making different guidelines like hopefully upping vetting processes for especially like trainers stuff like that, but even just general performers like there's so many things that need to be done um, and I'm hoping that. so close <laughs> we had it all right yo at what point did it cut out I think uh, the, the very end yeah the very end yeah i got most of it for sure
Okay, I think we could probably. Uh, should we just redo it? No, just, part, no, no, just say if you have any closing thoughts on what you were saying. If you want to wrap it up, that's fine. Yeah, I just I'm hoping like uh, and I know a lot of people have been making like kind of example guidelines. I know that I have friends that have been like trying to do that sort of uh, they haven't really like rolled them out yet until like, they can sort of finish that. But like making guidelines going forward that hopefully and like different systems so that we can police ourselves better. Um, I think it will be very important and hopefully the speaking out movement becomes a catalyst for real change in the future. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm with you on, on all accounts, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, basically the only real way to like actually say thank you to the people who did speak out, the, the only real way to say thank you to because those people are, by posting them on those stories on Twitter, they're reliving their most traumatic experience on a public platform, which is extremely hard because regardless of what you say, you have no idea how people are going to respond, even though they should respond with saying, I believe you, I love you, let's work through this together. Some people aren't going to respond that way. So you're putting out these traumatic events on a public platform, not knowing how people will respond. So the only way as us, as, as people, me and you, whatever, in the wrestling community the only way to actually thank them is to now actually use those stories to create real change. And the only way we create real change is we work together as a community to put safeguards in, to, to bring people in that know more about like this stuff than we do and to, to see something and say something and to worry about more about the human that we're dealing with more than a booking or a show. And that's how we create real adequate long-lasting change and that's the only way we can actually because i can say thank you and i love you and i'm there for you to someone who's speaking out but my actions will speak louder than my words will which is why the real change has to be made and the only real way to say thank you to someone for being so vulnerable and courageous but that's my thoughts you know and uh hopefully you know we can uh i mean change doesn't happen overnight and slowly but surely we're gonna all work together to to create real change. I think that's why it's important that the speaking out movement happened while wrestling is kind of on pause because it allows us to make those changes when we fully are back to wrestling three to four shows every weekend and things are back in full throttle. There'll be safer, healthier, and happier environments for fans and wrestlers alike. And on the Twitter community as well, it'll be safer, happier, and healthier overall for the community. So yeah, my thoughts. Yeah. Someone, uh, I can't remember who it was um, said something like it's the whenever there's change, people like are always afraid of it, right? But it's the end result is always better than where it was, right? right. The end result when we when we make positive positive change, of course, the end result's better than where you were. It's that part where you're going through the change. That's what is hard for everyone. So hard. Once we can get once we can figure out what it is and we can get through that then we'll have the positive change and that will be so much better off. It's just right now, I think a lot of people are getting down because we're in that part where we have to figure out how to change it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Change always comes through adversity and we're in the adversity part right now. Um, and adversity always forces humans to change. And so that's what we're in right now. So we just got to work through it. And yes, always, always, always. Every, everything is temporary and better days are ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Utes, before we go? 
No, man. Uh, hopefully, we get to hang out sometime. We live far Shit. away now without like. Yeah, I know, right? dude. I, I keep so I keep driving past just like that, uh, that like Westchester Pike like intersection that we always have to turn down to get to our apartment. I just like yeah. just look longingly that way, look longingly at the right turn that I'm not making, and then just go straight, come back here. Which I I like it here, but I, I miss our apartment. <laughs> Listen, dude, you just got to come move in with me. You live in Texas, though. Bring Tank. You guys can have a room, and we'll all just be like, we'll all just be like a little happy family. Dude, what if you take your house and move it to Philadelphia? And you can just fly. To, you can just fly back to the East Coast every weekend. Be with me every Monday through Thursday, and it'll be just fine. Dude, that sounds great. Are there any vitamin shops nearby? Yes, there's one right by the Planet Fitness that I work out, and I go there every day. Okay. That's where I that's where I put that tweet on Twitter about the guy recognizing me at Vitamin Shop because you're telling all the employees about me and it trickled down all the way to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Ask them if they need a key holder. Flexible hours. Yeah, they do. <laughs> For sure. But I think if you're I think if you're living in Dallas and you're flying out every weekend to wrestle, you probably won't need the vitamin shop gig, my guy. Yeah, that's fair. But you've also created this fantasy world where I'm living in Dallas and getting flown out every weekend. It's not a fantasy world. This is real stuff that can happen for real. One of these days. Yeah, dude, um, I believe in it. I believe in you and and it. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to see some more steel drum videos, I think you should follow Utes on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I may or may not have like. I don't know if bootlegs the right word, but uh, CDs I definitely burned on my laptop at, at shows coming up. So, you know. Hell That's yeah. what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, can, I, can I show you the cover art? Yes, please. Love to see okay. it. I haven't gotten them printed yet. Uh, there, there's two, though. This one is, I don't know, how well is this showing up? Is that you and your mom? Yeah. Songs I recorded for my mom, LP. This is incredible. (laughs) The other one, the other one, um, you know that nephew I was speaking of earlier? Yeah. Yep. This is going to sell, dude. Feel the steel, baby. LP. Yeah, LP. They're LPs because apparently that's like the run time. But if they're all covers, I don't know if they count as LP. Anyways, yeah. Get them at shows. Hell yeah. Dude, amazing. Merchandise. <laughs> Are you going to get Steel Drum merchandise? Just those CDs. <laughs> Dude, I think you should make some shirts. I definitely think you should have some shirts made. So I asked my friend to design them in March. In March? Yeah. He's my friend. I feel bad. Who, about it. who is it? I'm not gonna put him on blast. Don't tell me. Text me. Text me his name. <laughs> okay. I, I'll probably. I I have a feeling he forgot because I've only reminded him once. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's not trying. He's not trying to be mean. He forgot. No, I'm sure. And then also he had some some real life stuff going. So I'm like, oh okay. okay. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So eventually, I want steel drop shirts made. One cool. I'm getting one of those for show. Hell yeah. I'll just I'll mail you one. 
Lovely. No, just just bring it with you when you move in. You don't got to mail it. Just to keep it all at once. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was so much easier when we used to exchange merch. Like this, you were just like, I was like, hey, man, can I have a hat? And you got up and went to your room and went, it's on your bed. It was so lovely. I, I, uh, I wear your shirt uh, as my pre-match shirt before every show. Oh, oh that makes me good. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I like to get my mad, my mad pump in it. My Wheeler Uta shirt. Hell yeah. You're, yeah. Um, so the You Are Love shirt, I just kind of wear whenever. But the the other one, I was like, it's you doing the pose. Oh, God. It's so, it's so aggressive. That's a, such an aggressive shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that was like uh, every other day I was wearing that at one point. <laughs> like, 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 I'm pretty sure the people at the gym thought I only owned that. And another shirt. Like they're like he owns two shirts, and one of them is his friend going <laughs> doing such a weird pose and like an awkward gold jacket with like hella words around him. Right, and people would ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, like matches my hat. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you okay? You need some more. You need some more t-shirts. I mean, I also have the donuts one. So. Oh, that's a good one too. Solid merch ideas. Yeah, solid always. Oh, okay, well, can you can you make a shirt that's got like a chain that you're wearing, like yeah, on it? I can I do that? I think you can. I hundred percent should. Yeah, what should I just have the chain for the shirt, like John Cena used to do with like a uh, that belt? Yeah, I think it should be that, and then maybe below it, it just says, like, Jackson Stone, everybody. Like, it looks like it's a shirt still by itself. Like, even, like, the URL off like that. Like, I think you should print it right under it, as if, like, the chain is on top of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do need, or I do need, uh, I think I'm just going to do the chain. I definitely do need a Jewish, a Jewish-themed T-shirt. I haven't made one yet. Yeah, I think that's great. I <laughs> just... Yeah, and now that like, uh, and now that I'm like a real person on Twitter, I'm not like a pretend movie star anymore. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real person on Twitter, not a pretend movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, you would tweet about being like a superstar and like pictures of you in a suit all the time. Yeah, and you would come home. And you would just be wearing your your shorts from college, no uh-huh. shirt, cooking yep. a pack of ground beef, in <laughs> it rice and ketchup, occasionally so, frozen veggies in there. And I was like, "Yep, star of the show." That's right, dude. Man, it's so much more it's so much more freeing now just to like be a regular a regular guy. It's so nice. I love it be a human being yeah yeah i'm so much more comfortable now <laughs> oh yeah but what a good time what a lights camera jackson what a good time what a good time right i think you should i don't know man i liked it i was into it i'm I in it the, the what the star of the show one that's the shirt man star of the show with the chain Ooh, yeah, because I still like to—I still like to say that. That's cool. That's a cool catchphrase. Still, it vibes. I mean, Lights Camera Jackson was also a cool catchphrase. You're just—it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I think I'm. 
if anyone runs like a retro show or they do a throwback show, I'm just going to be the throwback of myself. I think so. And I'm going to get like, yeah. Because you haven't watched wrestling before 2011. so Yeah, so I can only really be John Cena or Edge. So, like, I guess that's not that cool. <laughs> you be, be like Miz before he started wearing trunks. Oh, yeah. I'll wear, like, shorts Miz. Shorts and fedora Miz. Yeah. You could be him. Or, yes. like, Rhinestone, John Morrison ass. You could do that, too. Yeah. All right. Great. Perfect. All right. Time for a throwback show. Yeah. Glad, glad we got that settled. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I think I have to be the Miz because you're a little leaner. Say that one more time. I said, I think we do need to do that, but we need to be Miz and Morrison. We need to be a tag team. I think yeah. I have to be Miz. Oh, and I can be Morrison? Yeah, because like this is like before Miz was in great shape. Oh, yeah, but Morrison's way jacked, though. He's like hella shred, and I'm not there. So are you. You're fine, man. Just rhinestone it up. Six pack, you're good. Yeah, I do okay. like that. I do like that vibe. But I think I like our, our team name better. Two two straight dudes who live together. Yeah. It's a pretty solid team name. Yeah. A bit of a bit of a mouthful though. A lot. Very a lot of mouthfuls of stuff. Yeah. Um What a time. Okay. All right. We're uh I guess we're gonna we're wrapping up this episode with my boy Wheeler Yuda. Thanks for coming on, dude. Um, I love you and I miss you. Love you too, bud. And uh thanks for everyone for watching. Um subscribe, like, comment, follow, rate, review, follow me, follow Utes. Go to youarelovelife.com for all your you are love merch needs uh and mental health tips, tools, and resources because Everyone deserves to be loved and valued. And I love you all and I appreciate you all. And uh, goodbye. Thank you.